Welcome to Fly Cool Shit, the show where Jeff Petro and Mark Pollard talk about aerobatics, unique airplanes, aviation news, and so much more. Hey pilot, you're cleared to enter the box. Smoke on. Hey guys, welcome to uh, another episode of Fly Cool Shit. What up, Jeffrey P? Not much. Nice weather. A little bit of pollen. Sneezing here and there. And uh, very excited for our guest. How are you feeling? I am too. I'm, 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 I'm good. I'm excited for our guest. We have, so there's uh, a house, housekeeping item that I want to get out of the way, but I want to say before I forget that to, my rec- to the best of my knowledge, this is our first reoccurring guest. Oh my God. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. They deserve a plaque. Yeah. And I'm pretty excited. Pretty excited. Um, we'll have Mitch, but before we, we'll uh, have Mitch send you a fruit basket or something like that. Maybe a fruit some, basket. Yeah. Something yeah. like that. Yeah. Uh, before we introduce he or she, <laughs> everybody's going to see the title. They're going to be like, what the fuck are you talking about? Um, happy to announce that we're powered by Lyft Aviation. Big. So this big is the first episode. Sponsorship, yeah. I guess you can call it. Um, well, I mean, yeah, big sponsor of the podcast. Um, they have a promo code for everybody. So if you guys are interested in trying anything out, shoes, sunglasses, knee boards, um, all kinds of other stuff. The only thing it doesn't apply to is communications. So basically helmets. But uh, if you enter the promo code fly cool shit at checkout, you get 25% off. We'll put it on legit. the, uh, so if you're like on the, the Instagram and everything too. Yeah. Yeah. We'll put it in the show notes. But if you're on the fence about trying the shoes, you know, especially a lot of people like trying the shoes. Um, you get 25% off. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. They're actually sending um, some cool accessory stuff to us. Um, the glasses I want to try, not the really expensive one. They have some glasses that are like in the 20, $30 price range. Cause I can't, that's the thing. Like I, I've had nice sunglasses, but I always lose them, but I've had the same pair of shitty sunglasses for the past five years. And they just, they won't leave me. It just, if you buy, if you buy sunglasses from a guy, this is a fact. If you buy sunglasses from a gas station, you can't lose them. No, it's like you wake, you throw them in the garbage and you'll wake up and they'll be on your nightstand the next morning. They're just, yeah, yeah. And they're <laughs> just looking at you and somehow the lenses are clean. You're like, what the fuck? But then you buy a 300 pair of uh, $300 pair of Maui gyms and you, they're gone in three days. But yeah, so you get 25%. Yeah. So I'm looking on their site right now. I'll probably end up getting some, some tea. I feel bad asking for shit. So they got some really cool teas and they're on the website it's like 25 bucks so whatever 25 percent, so it's roughly so it'd be like 17 18 bucks um yeah they got some cool stuff go order some stuff and uh uh make us look good kind of maybe and i'll say like uh i we, jeff and i were talking uh off air about this i i kind of grew away from aviator sunglasses although i have no hatred towards them at all i just i started kind of wearing um the plastic frame some sunglasses just started liking them better for whatever reason um, but, um, I did try the Tanium AVX, uh, sunglasses from Lyft for an aviator style sunglass. They were really nice. And the lenses are super, super nice. So I was, I was actually pretty impressed. Yeah. Uh, I so obviously like they such have somebody doofus. who knows sunglasses. I, you know, I well, see the promos. Um, we should, we should just talk to our guests and include By the way, yeah, I forgot. Like, I I somebody. Yeah. Well, what, Bray, what kind of sunglasses do you wear? Well, hold on. Introduce her first. Tell tell the world. Oh, I thought we tell did our that. Eight, eight listeners with two in Sweden, uh, who we have on today. We have an incredible guest. We have somebody who is an MX aircraft owner. Um, just came off a title. 
just killed it at Col. How do you pronounce? I'm not even from the West Coast. You guys got some funky names out there. Colinga is that Colinga. the right? Colinga. Colinga. Um, really uh, trending up. Um, we got Brent Lincoln. We have Mrs. Lincoln on the podcast. Direct descendant of Abraham Lincoln. I Are you a descendant of Abraham Lincoln? Oh, not not directly. Uh, he was actually um, the cousin of my great 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 grandfather. Are you oh, serious? Not, not that, yeah, serious. Yeah. Oh my god! Do you see, do you see how we just uncover magic? <laughs> shit. We had no idea. I was ready for you to be like. I was ready for you to be like no, and then I was gonna say we just gave you a perfect opportunity to lie to everybody, but you actually are a descendant of Abraham Lincoln. <laughs> Oh yeah. my god. All right. Do you oh, get scared when you go into movie theaters or is that like just so far gone? Yeah, a little bit. I, I joke with people that uh, they shouldn't go to the theater with me. Also, my my dad loves making this joke. We'll go to restaurants and my dad's uh my dad's a total jokester and I I don't Jeff, you haven't met me in person. Mark knows me. I, I talk to everybody, I strike up a conversation with everybody and um I get that. I really get that from him and we'll go into a restaurant and um go up to the maitre d and you know they always say would you like a table or a booth and his he it's oh my god that's great I've, i've heard it i've heard it like a thousand times you'll see well our name is lincoln and we don't get along with booths very well and uh <laughs> that's a great dad joke <laughs> yeah it's like the best dad joke ever that um, is a solid dad joke only about 20% maybe even less even get it you, he usually just gets this blank stare like okay weirdo <laughs> follow me uh yeah what are you crazy putting me in a booth i know so there's your dad joke of the day yeah <laughs> so what's the deal how is your mx i mean are you cringing at the bit to tell us how great it is tell us let us cringing know at the bit. i don't know is that, <laughs> i don't know how to speak sometimes <laughs> Chomping at the bit. Chomping, Chomp, chomping, chomping at, the, at the bit. Chomping Such at a moral. I, I think, I, I think Come on, Jeff, pull it together. You guys, you guys are the ones that are cringing. I think you're secretly very jealous. Um, <laughs> I am. I want to fly that thing. It looks nice. It looks fun. I'm, just te- I'm, I'm a little jealous. You. A little jealous. I'm just teasing you. Yeah. No. So I mean, how is it? Tell us about it. It's go. It's great. I'm. You know. I just. I'm falling in love with that airplane. Yeah, because when um, more, we had you on the last more. time, you had just gotten back. Yeah. I think, like, literally just got back. I mean, it was, like, a few days, right? Yeah. Something like that. So you've had you've had now, I don't know, at least a couple months in the airplane. Yeah. Three months yeah. in the airplane? Yeah. Uh, just about two months, yeah. Okay. So, yeah, it's going well. Um, you know, I, it's... <laughs> It's a never-ending learning process, right? No matter where you are um, at your point in in aerobatics, but um, it's definitely been a pretty steep learning curve, and um, it's been good. It's it's been incredibly humbling. <laughs> um, <laughs> How so? And and incredibly frustrating at times. I mean, it's just uh, it's just it's so responsive, right? I mean, you you guys you guys know you fly very high performance airplanes and. You know, you know, I really loved the laser, and it's it's still a phenomenal and great airplane. But it's just it's a it's just a whole nother level, and um, it'll do exactly what you tell it to do, right? You can't get away with anything, yeah. and and uh, that's a real quantum and, and, leap airplane in capability, even from a laser, which is such it's so insane to think about. Yeah, it is, and it, it's big, and it presents better, um, which is great. But you know, being being 
a larger aircraft and presenting better, you know, it also shows every tiny little mistake, which is great. I mean, it's, it's a good thing, but, uh, what power setting are you flying it at? Um, it, dep- it depends on the, <laughs> depends on the heat, <laughs> um, like, oh, like right, at yeah. normal, at, at normal, reasonable ten- temperatures and I'm, I'm flying it at about, uh, 2450 squared. Uh, this last weekend in Kohling, I, it got pretty hot. I'm sure you guys saw, um, mm-hmm. I, I was down there a week. Uh, Dave and I went down actually last Sunday. I was there for a whole week and, and we practiced and it was 107 on oh my gosh. Tuesday and Wednesday when well, we were practicing. Yep. That's uh that's nope temperature. Yeah, it was, it was pretty brutal. And, and at that temperature, I, uh, I cranked the prop up to like 2550. So, so has that been one of your biggest challenges is to, is to figure out how to keep that airplane in the box compared to the laser? Oh my God, Mark, or you just it, took my been... question. That's so funny. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's just, it's, it's, it's power management on the exact opposite end of the spectrum. You know, I mean, with the laser, it was literally trying to squeeze every ounce of power out of it as you could. And, and, um, you know, I was, I was practicing, Dave gave me an unknown, uh, I don't know, sometime last week. And it was, it was like kind of shitty. He gave me, there was like two figures. I can't remember what the figure before was, but it was like a, an energy scrubbing figure. And then I had to pull into a vertical to do a wedge right afterwards. And I was like, shit, um, you know, how, what am I going to do? So that I don't stall out when I pull for this vertical. And, uh, I mean, it was awesome. I just, you know, as I was pulling through, I think it was some kind of turn or a roller or something before. And I was just slowly turning the prop in. And as soon as I came out of it, I gave it full power um, and I came out of that fig out of that maneuver, I think doing like 120 or 130 and that airplane, I pulled the vertical and I mean, it did it beautifully and I gained like 1500 freaking feet. And I was like, wow, shit. <laughs> I, I mean, I came out of it and I was, I was so high. So, um, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm basically having to pull power on most of my downlines. Oh, geez. Um, yeah, but it's great. Yeah, it's going to take, I mean, I would assume it's going to take a while to to figure out because the the laser is single seat. And I know two seaters, when you're one up, it's kind of, um you know, a little bit FCG compared to sitting on the center of gravity almost, I would say. I don't have a lot of experience going back and forth from two place to single place. Uh, oh, but. I I have the exact opposite problem in this airplane um, because I don't weigh that much. And when you fill the aqua tank full of fuel, I'm actually way forward CG. <laughs> Are you calling me fat? Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm glad you. I'm glad you. I'm glad you said it. I think it's an excuse for me to be able to eat more cheeseburgers. That's the way I'm saying. Oh my god! There we go. <laughs> Hell yeah! And what kind of like what kind of equipment you use? And this, um, it's always a good question. Our listeners kind of we get that question a lot. Um, gloves, shoes, pad. Do you use anything in the airplane, or just uh, I'm like? It's I'm I'm like the polar opposite of Mark. Mark's like all decked out and all this like super stylish stuff, and I'm just I'm like the you know Mark's like Mark's like the captain of the of the varsity team, and I'm I'm like in the band basically. Oh God. That's how I feel. I don't know. Seriously, you guys, see, I don't I don't know. I just like wear what I have. I mean, you see, like I've ripped jeans because I don't want to get any of my other jeans dirty and ruined, and I just like wear these ripped ready jeans. I have like three-year-old Nike running shoes that I actually do have to figure my shoe situation out because it's the stupidest soul ever. And like every time I get in the airplane, I have to 
pick rocks out of the bottom of them before I get the airplane to fly because, oh, yeah. because I don't want to get rocked. I don't wear gloves. I don't wear a helmet. Uh, I, I don't wear a flight suit. I'm, I, yeah, I, like I you said, I'm, I'm like the band, I'm like the band geek. I'm like, I just want to fly an airplane. I get it. <laughs> I, it's just so funny. Cause you know, like when you said flight suit, I was like, Oh God, why would anybody wear a flight suit? But there's so many people that are like, why would you wear a helmet? Yeah. You know, it's like it, you can peel the layer back as far, far back as you want. And everybody always has their, their thing is it's like, if you don't, if you don't let anything get in your head, you probably like, I don't, I don't need any of that stuff. And then, yeah. and then I, everything that I wear has been a result of me being like, man, if this happened, that would really suck. All right. Screw it. I'm, I'm, I'm going to wear a helmet. Yeah. Yeah. Or I'm going to wear gloves. Like for some reason, I can't stand the idea of a flight suit. I used to, I long, long time ago because of uh, somebody that Britt and I both know who is an ex air force colonel uh, was so adamant about it. Um, I would so wear a flight subtle, suit. So subtle, Mark. So subtle. <laughs> Without saying the name. Uh, he, you know, he was big on flight suits. And then, so I wore flight suit for a little bit and I'm like, man, no, I'm, no, I can't do it. And so I stopped doing that. But then I'm like, if there's a fire in the cockpit, I would love the use of my hands for at least enough time to get out. So I'm like, okay, I better protect my fingers with gloves, you know, but like, it's like, you know what I mean? Like, it's like, okay, a flight suit would protect your legs and your body, but I'm not wearing that. And I think that's stupid. And yet I'm going to wear gloves thinking that's going to be the saving thing. You know, there's so much that's like, yeah. not superstition, but, but you know, a, a construct in our heads of like what keeps us safe and what doesn't keep us safe or that none of it matters anyway. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, especially I, like, no, I, like I, parachutes, I, I think uh, parachutes have always what? been the dumbest thing for me because especially like Skip Stewart, why the fuck does Skip Stewart wear a parachute? <laughs> you know what I mean? Why? Because the, the FAA tells him he has to. <laughs> I guess. But I, I, don't even, I don't even think so. He's solo. Yeah. So yeah. does he need to wear a parachute? I'd have to look the regs up again. I always thought that was like a dual thing. We should ask him. Get him yeah. on. No, I think you're, no, aren't you required to if you're. Maybe you are. I think there's like, I, I think the, the regs say if you're over, there's a certain degree of pitch and bank that if you exceed those, you need to wear a parachute, I think. But yeah, because there's, there's two different regs. There's like what defines aerobatic flight. It's the 30, 30 degrees of uh, yeah. pitch, 60 degrees of bank. And then yeah. uh, there's another excerpt somewhere about parachutes that, that, not they're not contradictory, but it's like you have to read both. That's right. It's yeah, just been a long yeah, time since so so I've had to visit it. Yeah, but it's like know, it's so dumb that he flight... wears a parachute because like yeah. he's not bailing out. And the whole flight suit thing. I mean, I guess I could you know pull it off now, and I might not look like such a doofus. But I mean, you guys know I just started, <laughs> I just started flying two years ago, and I mean, let's be honest. The number one way for me to get made fun of would be if I were to like rocked up in my super decathlon flying primary rocking a flight suit. <laughs> no, I, yeah. I can understand that. I feel like, see, and that's the thing is I feel like the flight suit, like of all the accessories that you can put on the flight suit itself is kind of the most corny looking. Yeah. Which, if I, you know, to- I mean, if you, if you think about it, like I just made that statement and I didn't mean for it to sound snobby at all um, because at the end of the day, right, the flight suit is supposed to be there for a purpose and to protect you. And I don't think that you're necessarily, uh, you know, any more at risk flying uh, a monoplane than a super decathlon. But I don't know, for some reason, like, I think that there's this, um, 
and all the stigma. Well, it's the idea of that's like, like it's yeah, like air show pilots wear flight suits and the military wears flight suits and you know it's it's you guys know what I mean. I don't know. I just never is, I just never so is, got into it. I don't know why. Is the likelihood of a Porsche catching on fire inside the 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 cabin any more likely than a Toyota Camry? I mean, barring you know, um. I just mean in general, like cars, yeah. right? There's a full, yeah, yeah, full spectrum of cars. Like you could take a Honda Civic and you could take, I don't know, like a, a super a high Pinto? performance. How about a Pinto? Were not sure it was exploding? <laughs> Remember well, those things used to like blow up? I think so. They, they had the, like, they get rear ended and they had like the gas tank thing, I think. Yeah. Um, but I just mean this in terms of like, you know, a super decathlon is no, it's, it's, we compartmentalize a super decathlon as being like not a full bore aerobatic yeah. airplane it's yeah. a you know it's how you it's a trainer so it's got the training things and um that mindset kind of built into it so when you wear a suit you're like that's overkill for that yeah. yet in a, i mean even in an extra like there's probably less things to catch in fire on fire inside the airplane than there is um in a super decathlon because you have like the header tank inside yeah. there's fuel lines running all over the place the fuel tanks could leak inside the cabin yeah, um, there's, car- there's carpet there's headliners there's all kinds of stuff oh yeah yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yet, exactly. You know, we're like, oh, that that's kind of weird in there, but in an extra, it's like, no, that makes sense. And it's mm. like, yeah, yeah, I, I know. It's it's, all, it, I know. A little hypocrisy for sure. But so the, the, sh- time, the short answer yeah. is, I wear Nike tennis shoes, a Clarity Loft, and Method Seven sunglasses, and a Nike headband to keep it all on my head. That's oh, it. Method Seven. <laughs> I haven't had those. And, I usually, and I, I usually wear clothes. Also, usually clothes are cool. Usually, yeah, clothes are good. Yeah, you're gonna usually. have a. Yeah. A line of guys waiting for you to go take off. Is this the day where she's not wearing clothes? <laughs> I actually, I actually do sometimes. I'll, uh, I know that some people are going to shake their head, and I know people are going to chastise me. And absolutely, uh, absolutely. <laughs> um, when it was a hundred, a hundred and seven down in Kalinga, I did fly in a bikini top because I, they couldn't take it. It was just so. That's ridiculous. how you won. You're a cheater. Yeah. That's how no, you are. This, pra- this is in practice. I did it. I did it before anybody else showed up. Jeez. They had like one judge That's left. Okay. All the other judges had heart attacks. <laughs> <laughs> so how did they, that's a big win. Cause you and your, um, your partner, Dave, um, you guys cleaned up, you guys got all the wood. Yeah, we, you know, um, we flew up Borrego, obviously, a few weeks ago. That was our, our first contest in the new airplane. And, um, you know, it just goes to show even what a couple of weeks difference will make. It, um, I'm finally, like, finally starting to feel like I'm not just totally behind the airplane and that I'm flying with my hair on fire. Uh, <laughs> also, also, I would say within the last two or three weeks, I'm, you know, I don't, I'm not just, like, terrified when I get in it. <laughs> you know what I yeah. mean? Yeah, it's a lot of yeah, and um, so I'm definitely getting more comfortable. That makes a huge difference. And uh, you know, I didn't fly my best at Borrego. I, um, I, I don't, you know, I don't, I don't know what my deal was. I, I obviously was not as prepared as I was for Koalinga. Um, you know, still lots of lots of new things with the airplane. And uh, sure. I, you know, I don't know. I don't know if I just I had kind of like some first contest kind of jitters with with the new airplane and. Uh, it's okay. You know, I, I mean, I didn't do poorly, but I know it wasn't my best and I got some really good feedback. Um, 
from from some of the judges, and I spoke quite a bit actually with Jim Burke and also with uh, with Rob, um, just kind of on on some things and some techniques, and I've really been focusing on those things uh, since Borrego, and you know I've flown a lot. Um, we got back from Borrego on Sunday, and uh, the next day I turned around and went to Delano for five days and practiced for five days straight. Holy so, shit. Yeah. You're really um, putting in the work. Yeah. So, you know, it was, it's, it's encouraging. It's, it's nice that when, when I have been, I've been away so much and, and, and practicing so much, it's, it's, it's fun when, when, uh, you know, I can feel the difference and other and judges see the difference. So it's encouraging. That's awesome. Yeah. How is Dave like yeah. in the airplane? Oh, he loves it. He loves it. Yeah. He's, uh, I think he's been converted. You know, we talked on the last podcast about how he was so anti monoplane and six cylinder engines for so long. And, uh, ah. he's, he's seen the light. <laughs> he's, he's, he's that purist. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, Is that's, he a, gonna... that's the sad thing too. Cause like, that's like the laser represents the last, it's the it's the last of the 200 uh, 200 horsepower monoplanes i mean really like what else Mm -hmm. is out there i mean there's like you know your giles and whatever but like yeah there's just yeah need that power kind of a chapter different chapter well yeah what exactly i mean he's uh yeah he's loving it so what are you not liking about it outside of like it just being a different airplane and having to learn it is there anything yet you wish it had that it doesn't or um, anything you would change on it? I don't know if there's anything that I wish that it had. Uh, that's a really good question. Um, it is hot as hell in that airplane. Do you have any vents? Uh, doesn't vent very well, huh? Yeah, there are vents. Um, you know, the laser was just so drafty that you could just open that thing up and it and it and it got so breezy in this thing. You know, we've we've put some stripping around the canopy, mostly just for cross countries because it's a lot more comfortable. So the canopy is sealed really well. I mean, mm. we aren't getting any airflow through the canopy at all. Um, and I, I guess that's something that we can change. We could just pull some of that stripping off. And there are vents in it. It's just when you're sitting under that huge canopy that's acting like a magnifying a glass with with the sun. Exactly. I mean, it doesn't. Yeah. It doesn't matter. So yeah, if I could change one thing, I'd put an AC in it. That'd be really <laughs> awesome. <laughs> That's um, fine. When you when you get uh, it, oh, I'm sorry. No, I was just gonna say the you know the, uh, the the fuel system on it. The fuel system is great. I don't. I guess it's the, it's probably like the extra um, is the the acro tank, the center tank, and then wing tanks, and they're all independent, right? They don't. There's nothing that cross feeds. Um, and I don't think I will ever get used to uh, running a wing tank dry and having the engine spit and sputter. It scares the shit out of me every time. <laughs> every time. Yeah, especially when you're not near anything and there's just trees or yeah. that technique. I, yeah. I, I've always hated the idea of running tanks dry. There's yeah. only, I know there's the two camps. You know, it's like run tanks dry or don't. Um, and it's, you know, people have done it forever with no big deal, but, uh, yeah, I don't like it. I I've done it several times and I, I just like, it stresses me out. And then I'm just, and I'm stressed the whole rest of the flight. And then I start, it's, it's like the boogeyman under your bed. Right. And then I start hearing things that probably aren't really there. 
But when you're always surprised too, it's like, <laughs> even if you know it's coming, you're like, I know I'm running this tank dry. And then yeah. when it comes, you're just like, oh shit, what is that? Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, ex- exactly. And then everything after that sounds like something's going wrong. So I actually just, I stopped, I just stopped running them dry and I watch yeah. it. I'll run it, I'll run it really low and then I'll switch it. And then I just drain the tanks when I get to wherever I'm going. Cause it's not, it's not worth it. I think that, that I don't want gray hair and wrinkles, man. No, no, it's not <laughs> worth it. So on the MX, you can, you can only burn one wing tank at a time. Yeah. Okay. Extras are, are wing and, um, wing and acro is a typical okay. fuel settings on them with, with the mid wing, the wings feeding the acro. So you don't switch tanks, but, oh, okay, um, got it. we don't, I, I don't know. Uh, Jeff, is there any extra that's independent wing tanks? I don't know. I don't think so. Um, no, they all just gravity feed together. Um, yeah. But, um, yeah. No, I was going to ask you, Britt, um, when you got the MX to Delano or wherever, when you first got and started training, you said you had, excuse me, uh, Rob and, and Jim, did they fly it at all? I was just curious what they thought about it or did they help you rig it or re-rig it? Yeah. Uh, Rob flew it. Um, actually, I, Rob flew it together with me. That was fun. Oh, jeez. Um, <laughs> Tell us yeah, about that. that, was, that <laughs> oh, my God. It was it was so awesome. I think I just giggled the entire flight. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it was so cool. Yeah, it was it was freaking awesome. Yeah, he flew it, um, and and uh, he helped us with the rigging a little bit. And, I mean, it's, it's set up great. I, I love the way that it's set up, obviously. Obviously, that guy kind of knows what he's doing, so. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah a little bit what did he do to yeah. it a little p-strip and um, yeah yeah we we it had some p-strip on it but it needed to be adjusted and so um we fixed the p-stripping uh he wanted to feel the elevator he wasn't sure um i actually we didn't change anything on the elevator i i like the way that the elevator is rigged on this so we didn't do anything with that actually so yeah, it was mostly just the pea stripping just that he some, helped us with. Some pea stripping, some good old yeah. Anderson window stripping. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, and I'm, I'm, uh, you know, I'm not, I'm not tall. I'm not short. I'm, I'm five foot six. But you know, just the way that that airplane is set up and how recumbent it is, we also, I also had to come up with a bunch of like, I call them my booster seats, like cushions <laughs> and crap that I sit on, so that, so that I can get enough rudder deflection. Yeah, and it's, so a, all, it's yeah. a completely different seat from the laser, um, it seems. So you're probably a lot more comfortable, and the Gs are probably a lot easier, right? Oh, my God. It's it's so crazy. Um, you know, I'll – even at – I think at Borrego, um, I got – it was the unknown flight, I think, and I got out of the airplane, and I checked the G meter, and it was like 8.4, and I was like, oh, shit. Um, <laughs> I mean, I I knew that I pulled hard, but you just don't – you just don't feel it like you do, uh, yeah, in the laser. Yeah. Yeah. That's I'm, a huge so. advantage. Oh, my yeah. God. And it's so comfortable, especially for cross country. It's probably so much nicer on cross countries, right? Yeah. It's real. It's a really comfortable airplane, actually. Yeah. Yeah, it was nice to sit in it. it it's super comfortable. I could easily see how that would be the ideal position for pulling high G and, and, and yeah. just flying in general. It's just so nice to be – to not be upright, like in the spectrum of, of uncomfortable airplanes, like the pits is so upright. Like you have to add a wedge to your chute just to get a recline in the freaking in your, you know, in your back. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas the extra, the extra can't quite go. No, I'm, th- I'm, I'm on the second to last hole 
uh, for the back angle. So I can go a little mm-hmm. bit more back. It doesn't get anywhere near close to the MX, but it does. It can it can recline pretty well to the point where if I wear a shoot with a wedge in it, it's too much sometimes. Yeah, yeah. Um, but then you have the MX where it's just like this ultra reclined position. Yeah, I can easily see how that could be so comfortable in all in all facets. I could like take a nap back there. It's awesome. Yeah, <laughs> hell yeah. <laughs> so I'm looking at the results. Uh, Koalinga, and what happened to my buddy AJ? It's free. He must have dumped the free or something. Oh, AJ. Um, yeah, AJ got at least one hard zero in the free, and actually, I mean, I think it ended up getting. I think I think uh, average two hard zeros. Yeah, I. I don't know what happened. I didn't talk to him about it. Um, I was actually judging the flight. Oh, and, um, oh shit. <laughs> That's why you're tap dancing. Yeah. You know, I don't know. I, wait, I have trouble. Rec- the, the recollection on this one is a little. T- uh-huh. <laughs> I was judging. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. You know, I, it happens to the best of us, right? And it's, of course, it's, it's the free. It's the one you, sh- it's, it's the one that you should know so well. You designed it, right? But yeah, um, yeah who knows? I mean, it was. I, you know, I'm guessing he was just tired, to be honest with you. It was freaking hot and it was a long day. And, uh, yeah. you know, he was, he was, uh, out on the starter line for, Oof. uh, the, the other flight. So he, yeah, he was the starter. I mean, we had a shade for him, but it's not like he was just kicking it in the FBO relaxing. Um, no, and that's an he, element he was, that's probably not really looked at a whole lot. I mean, the, the fatigue before you even get in the airplane on days like that. Yeah, I've never experienced 106 degrees. That's got to be brutal. Yeah, it's it really sucks. (laughs) I can't. I can't imagine. Yeah, I can't. Like, yeah, it it sucks no matter what you're doing in an airplane. But why didn't that uh, girl? What's the girl Susan with the? She bought uh, Bob Freeman's SC. She didn't go. Susan Bell. Yeah. No, she wasn't there. She wasn't there. I. I'm not sure. So I, uh, I think she, I think she injured herself, but rumor um, time, rumor time. Oh, spread it, (laughs) spread it. I don't know. I don't, I don't want to be, I don't want to be spreading rumors about other people, but, uh, no. So I, I T T Lincoln. (laughs) (laughs) No, she, she unfortunately didn't make it. So why is she selling her airplane, Britt? I don't know. How'd you hear about that? (laughs) You guys are are some dicks. Uh, Tell us a little bit about like the the contest overall. So G Fest, right? G Fest. Um, it was a really, and this is Chapter Thirty Eight's bread and butter contest. Yep. Chapter you're the president. I'm the president. You're the, you're the big deal. This is the big deal contest. I don't think I'm a big deal. I'm just uh, the the only the only one that was dumb enough to sign up for that position. <laughs> the victim. <laughs> no. Um, no, in, in all seriousness, I mean we have we have such a, uh, we have a great group, and, and we had a huge turnout for Chapter Thirty Eight. I think we That's had fourteen awesome. pilot fourteen pilots that were just Chapter Thirty Eight. That's huge. That's yeah. ju- that's big. Yeah. So that was that was pretty awesome. Um, we uh, there were thirty pilots in total. Um, so definitely had some representation from. Yeah, some it's of a the good other sign chapters. for the future too that people are are coming out. Yeah. And especially yeah, with yeah. the conditions and stuff, I mean, 
I bet you a lot of people probably are like, fuck that. It's 106 this weekend. I ain't going, <laughs> you know? So yeah, you guess- but that's kind of every contest in, in California though. I mean, you know, we were at Borrego a few weeks ago and I think it was like 112 at Borrego. Uh, so- there's no contest in California at, at the time. I mean, no, all of them are held from what May to September. Yep, and they're all out in the desert. Yeah, everything. Apple hot. Valley, freaking yeah. um, Willie J. Fox, Borrego, Delano. If it, it you know when there used yeah. to be a contest in Delano, there, there's n- there's none that are like like in San Diego. <laughs> yeah, it's Cal- California aerobatics is not for the faint of heart. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Or those, or those who get sunstroke easily. Um, yeah. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah. So what yeah. happened to the what so, happened to the uh, laser now? Is do you still have the laser? Uh, Dave has Dave has it. Dave has other partners in the laser. Uh, it was there actually. All of the you know the evil empire is what uh, Dave calls his aerobatics team, and all of Dave's airplanes were there. So the decathlon flew. He has a a pits S two B. It flew. The laser wow. flew. And yeah. Yeah, yeah and shout out to Tom Grunder, dude. You guys, uh, first and second and intermediate, which is awesome. Yeah, and Ilya Perkin got third. He's also chapter thirty-eight. Oh, Actually, yeah. chap. Yeah, yeah. Egan too, right? Or is he? Is he a- doing yep, advanced Egan. in the decathlon? No, oh, no, 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 no. I, I can he, he has even do advanced in the decathlon. No, but like I yeah. thought, he, I thought I know he was doing intermediate, but I I thought he had done it before. Maybe not. So, not that I've seen, but I you know I can't speak to. I don't know, but no, he was there. He, uh, he flew intermediate into the decathlon. Nice. Yeah. That's awesome. So right. yeah, it was good. So was really highs good. and lows of the, sh- of the, of the contest. Uh, I mean, obviously, um, getting, uh, getting, getting a nice, uh, some wood for first place and in intermediate is a high, but what, what are some, some highs and lows of the contest? Yeah. I mean, you know, I think, I think it was, we just had a lot of fun. I think everybody had a lot of fun. There was no, you know, there weren't really any issues, um, no problems, no drama, no protests. Um, you know, it, it went well and, and everybody seemed to have a really good time. I was, I was a little bit concerned whether we were even going to have a contest. Uh, Dave and I went down to Koalinga about five weeks ago uh, to practice. And uh, we, we got down there and found out that the fuel pump was broken and apparently has been for two years. <laughs> like oh, basically, since we, basically since we had our last contest, it broke right afterwards and the city never fixed it. Oh my God. I know. So we got down there and we're like, Oh my God, it's only five weeks away. What, you know, what are we going to do? And, and, um, you know, we're we get ta- like a rent a truck or something. Yeah. We were talking with the city and they basically were like, yeah, we're not going to do anything about it. And, uh, Man, I spent I spent an entire day on the phone one day calling around trying to find somebody that could get us fuel somehow. And so uh, I have to give a shout out to uh, the there's a FBO and a fuel supplier in Bakersfield, the small the small Bakersfield Airport, and uh, they brought a fuel truck up and uh, oh left it there. Yeah, they left it there. They brought it in a square reader and uh, Richard Ortenheim, who runs the FBO at Tracy, came and volunteered and he sat there all day long for three days with the fuel truck, helping oh people fuel and collecting payment. Jeez. Dude, what are you awesome. doing? Like, what are you doing? This yeah, is so Jeff, loud. What are you doing back there? Oh, I'm sorry. A wall or something? <laughs> <laughs> you're, like, you're like building a tree house? Like, what the yeah. hell is happening? <laughs> I was actually getting a pen out of the desk. I couldn't find one. (laughs) (laughs) 
I'm sorry. I didn't think it was that loud. That's all right. No, it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm done. I found a pen. <laughs> uh, so anyways, so that was, you know, we were, I was just so grateful. Um, you know, here, we normally have our banquet at Harris Ranch. Um, for those of you that aren't in California, Harris Ranch is a big, you know, Mark, how do you explain it? How do you explain Harris Ranch? It's, it's probably the biggest cattle ranch that I know of in California. It's right on the, everybody knows it from driving on the five. If you drive on the five and you get that yeah. cow crap smell, um, you know, almost near Fresno, um, yeah. that's Harris Ranch basically just before you get off of highway 198. Yeah. Um, they have a big resort. Um, yeah. and, a big, and an airport, in, uh, in an airport, little tiny airport and a restaurant. Yeah. And anyways, they wouldn't let us have the banquet there because of, you know, COVID and, COVID. um, yeah. And, uh, so there was a local guy that helped us, uh, find a place in Colingo with some catering. The food is delicious. I mean, honestly, it just, it turned out to be awesome and it was, it was pretty chill and laid back, but, um, we didn't cut any corners and it was it was a lot of fun. Everybody had fun. That's great. Yeah, the pictures look look great. Everybody looks like they had a really good time. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, we, you know, the heater could have been turned down a tiny bit, but hey. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what did you guys do for food? Well, did you yeah, like yeah. I don't, I don't. No, it was it was catered. There's a local guy and he made a made tri-tip and uh, uh this barbecued chicken it was and it had the sauce and it was freaking delicious in my opinion i think the food was better than it than it is at harris ranch um, yeah i'm gonna say yeah. something right now and it's gonna piss a lot of people off harris ranch food is not that good i agree i i've agree. flown in there i've eaten it it's yeah. no it's any real steakhouse absolutely shits all over harris ranch i totally it, agree I'm going to get a lot of hate mail. You guys know my email address. I don't care. It's way overhyped. The fact that yep. you can fly in there is cool. Don't get me wrong. I've flown, I used to fly in there a bunch of students, get the tri-tip sandwich, you know, do the long cross-country kind of thing, and mm. then fly back. It, it's cool. But it's not even on my top 100 of places I would even consider eating. You have a hundred. Yeah. Yeah. You have a top to 100. <laughs> That's amazing. I used, <laughs> probably. All I think about is food. <laughs> And what'd you guys do for water? Like, obviously, dehydration is a major issue with people. I mean, and everybody's so focused on flying and worried about flying that I'm sure they forget to drink. I mean, do you have people running around with bottles of water just like force feeding? Yeah, I mean, we had, I mean, let's be honest. At the end of the day, everybody's an adult and you can take care of yourselves. Um, I don't, you know, like it's your, own it's your own, it's your own response. It's your own responsibility. But we did provide we had coolers everywhere. Right. We had coolers at the starters line. We had coolers, uh, you know, next to the field truck. We had coolers at the FBO and we had tons of water and Gatorade and stuff. Um, but yeah, I'm like not, I, I can't, I can't run around and judge and fly and try to help run the contest and tell yeah. everybody to drink water. Like, so sorry. did you, so you're the president. <laughs> so like you had to organize, did you organize the brief or was that, who was CDing it? Yeah. Who was CDing uh, the, the contest? Brennan, Brennan York was CDing. Yeah. yeah. So but, you, uh, what he, did you have to do? Just recently, like oversee? He recently moved to Colorado. Um, I, I helped out quite a bit. Uh, he moved to Colorado, I don't know, six months ago. So, you know, he wasn't local. So I was, I was helping with a lot of the stuff here, uh, in Colinga and locally with the fuel, with the food, oh, cool. with the, with the banquet. Um, I did the trophies. Um, and, uh, no, but, 
you know, he, he all in all was in charge. I helped out quite a bit. He, uh, I will actually be the CD next year. So, you know, I was, you know, somewhat involved just, yeah, I, yeah. I don't want to take any, the, I don't want to take any of the credit away from Brendan. Brendan and Brendan and Tom Myers, um, also did a lot of work for the contest and, and it couldn't have happened without them. So awesome. Nice. Yeah. So you did, uh, yeah. you did sounds plaques. Like, sounds like you did the contest. You guys did plaques and everything. Oh, sorry. Hmm? One at no, a time. Okay. I, was saying, One at I was time. just saying it sounded like a good contest. It sounded like yeah, a, a it good was. showing. And it sounded fun. It was, it was. Plaques. Yes, we did plaques. You got to do title belts. That's the thing. Um, that's, title that's, belts. You got to do WWF title yeah. belts. I was going to say like wrestling belts. Yeah. <laughs> or crowns. Like king, like literally crown. Like, I am totally on board with crowns. Yeah. It's a great idea. Like a Burger like King it. style crazy I, crown. I, I like it. I kind of like it. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, that's new. That's a, the crown idea I'm, I'm all for. Holy shit. <laughs> I like I like WWF title belts. I, I And I like king crowns too. Yeah, easily. I like, I like the crown idea. Isn't there there's a contest in... Is it in Texas or someplace where they do belt buckles? Yes. Have you uh, seen that? Yeah. Um, gosh, is that the one that? Um, it's not the one that Dave Prather puts on, is it? Uh, who am I thinking of? There is one, yeah, um, where they do belt buckles. Yeah, it looks really cool. It but I can't. I mean, you. They must have somebody uh, within their chapter that that either makes those or or sponsors it because that's got to be expensive. I mean, even just doing plaques and clinkies is expensive oh my god yeah, yeah. especially because you're not buying a lot of them so i'm sure they get ripped off just for the low production and stuff yeah so uh, yeah. what are you gonna do whatever so um crowns I, that's I'm, where it's at next i'm year. excited <laughs> to have both of you on right now because I, I i i need your tiaras because one of one of us one of us is highly involved in this so breaking news okay Let's see if, if Jeff is even aware of this yet. This is from the U.S. Advanced Aerobatic Team. The U.S. Advanced Aerobatic Team, of which I am the manager, gathers this week for Union City, Tennessee for a week of training under Rob Holland's direction. That said, I am sad to announce that some of our pilots have made the difficult decision not to travel to the Czech Republic for the World Advanced Aerobatic Championships. Jeff, what say you? What? What say you? Hold on one second. Let me take a breath. Jeff, is that you? Are they talking about you, Jeff? Uh-oh. Jeff's internet connection just suddenly got very bad. Odd. <laughs> Where did Jeffy go? He's mad. No, he's mad. Hey, yeah, Eater. Eater. Hello? Yeah, yeah. We're here. So I actually have to run because something just happened. I have to go take my kid. Um, she just got hurt. Okay. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. She's all oh, right. No. But... I think she uh, bumped her head a little bit. Um, so my wife's like, oh, no, like we kind of have to go. Um, <laughs> so, All right. We'll wrap just, it up. Um, can you guys come on later? Yeah, I'm around all day. You cool? Yeah, we'll figure it out. Um, shoot um, me a text whenever you get back and, the, and I can yeah, I'm so we'll sorry. figure it out. And if not, no, worry, it's all good. It. Life comes first, dude. And um, you guys should we'll, keep going uh, and shoot, make fun of me for it. It'll be fine. <laughs> we can do that. All right, cool. Let me run and then I'll, uh, I'll hit you up as soon as I get back. 
All right, Jebby. Sorry, guys. That's okay. Later. Don't worry about it. All right, we'll see if this continues without his uh, without his uh, connection. I still hear you. Cool. All right. Well, we're still rolling. All right. Cool. Well, that's that's interesting. Jeff and I were talking about this on the last podcast about um, about this scenario playing out, and I, I kind of thought that this might happen because they missed the deadline um, to basically arrange for shipping of the planes. Uh, oh no. Yeah, and so they were working on finding a three thirty SC there, or maybe it was in France, and they were going to ferry it over, but. Um, this was uh, that's why I'm super curious to see kind of uh, what's going on um, with all that. So I'll be curious to see what he says. But that's, yeah. uh, that's I'm kind of not surprised. Kind of not surprised. I, I I didn't even know. I was actually waiting to see if I miss. I must have missed the announcement. Although in fairness, I haven't been paying super close attention whether or not they were still going to hold the world because the last that I had heard, it was still up for discussion. So that's the funny thing. There's n- there was never like a hey we're on. It's been oh. like a um we think you can get in the country. Some countries aren't coming because they can't. You guys might be okay, but you might have to quarantine. But you might be okay, and that's literally been like the like the content. Like AWAC is still it's still gonna be there, but like Russia's not showing up. Um, somebody else isn't showing up. Really? Um, like for sure, like the entire teams are not showing up. Yeah. Um, and so it was like, okay, is it really an AWAC? Cause like all the teams huh. there are not represented, you know, um, should the U S even show up? Is it worth it? And then nobody was saying whether it was on for sure or not. It was kind of like this. Yeah. We're, we're kind of, I think we're, yeah. Yeah. It sounds like, yeah. 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 You know, so, let's so do you're it. saying, you're saying I missed the announcement because there was no announcement. Basically. <laughs> yeah. And like, this is even like, um, gosh, I think, I think Jeff and I even talked about this. Last week's episode, um, it was like, it might have been two weeks ago, but yeah, finding an airplane to borrow, um, a, a, an SC to borrow, so like the team could have an airplane to fly, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, because it was too late to ship. It was literally like the deadline had passed. And then they were working on hotels because they reduced capacity. And so it was like, that's kind of a sketchy endeavor, yeah. you know, like uh, who knows? What are the dates? Uh, let's see here. The 14th through the 24th of July. Wow. And they already had to ship? I guess. It's, I, oh I my guess God. they had it's to. June ar- 7th. It's June 7th, isn't it? Oh my God. They had to Crazy. arrange shipping by like sometime in May, I think is, is what Jeff oh. had said. And, and just to arrange it. So then, then it's, yeah, you're, t- you're talking about, okay, it's going to ship out of yeah. wherever at this yeah. date, but you know, you got to get your plane here. You got to disassemble it, get it ready. Um, so so yeah, who like, so who is going? Do you know? I don't know. It does. Let's see here. Uh, let me read more here. Yeah, that's a bummer. Those people must yeah. be so bummed out. Oh, such a bummer! Such a bummer. Let's see here. There are a variety of reasons for this. Chief being, I'm, I'm assuming, chief reason for this being uncertainty to travel into the Czech Republic, which is current currently bans tourists from coming to other countries, both professional and personal. So yeah. Um, team pilots Matt Dunphy, Johnny Wacker, and Marty Flournoy still plan to make the trip and will rent a 330 SC in Europe. Um, hmm. So there we go. Um, so it sounds like even Jeff uh, is bowing out, which I, I can't, man, as much as I hate to see it, I, I totally get this. Like, this is a, this is a real tough one. Yeah. Um, man. And then you got to think of, you know, Rob being the coach. 
of like, yeah. is he going? I mean, I'm, I would imagine he is, but I'm sure he will. But ha, huh. well, uh, interesting. I mean, yeah, that sucks. Yeah, but I guess, yeah. but I guess on the, I mean, you know, at some point, even if it's even if it's reduced and not everybody shows up, like at some point we kind of need to move on with life and start doing things oh, again. Right. And if we just like, 100%. if we just keep postponing things and postponing things, then at what point, I mean, do we just wait for everything to go back to exactly the way that it was before, um, before we start doing things again? And, and uh, you know, if you're waiting for the entire rest of the world to be doing that, who knows how long that'll take. Right. Cause everybody, every country has a complete different approach to this. You know, my best friend was in, <clears throat> in Germany and, I just talked to her last week and she said basically everything is on total lockdown again. Yeah. Yeah. No, a lot of these countries are having like big outbreaks again and they're, you know, yeah. they're doing big lockdowns. It's, it's, you know, it's a pro- like one thing I will say, you know, COVID views aside, uh, the United States did a really good job of getting vaccines out and at least getting people that wanted to be vaccinated, vaccinated and yep. giving that level of confidence for people to even want to go out and do things again. Cause Things are, they're they're trending in the right direction. You know, a lot of parts of of the country have been open, you know, for months now. Um, But even California, you know, it's like we're a little late in the shift, but we're getting there and the numbers are still looking good. So knock on wood, you know, uh, we don't see anything like that, which I don't think we will. But um, man, some of these countries, like I I think even the Czech Republic was like seeing big, you know, big numbers and like, Mm. yeah, uh, who knows what happens, right? You, you get, you, you land, um, wherever they would, I don't know where they would go into to then go into the Czech Republic, whether they'd go, I guess maybe they could go into Germany. Right. Um, yeah. um, and then they're, they're, they're quarantining for two weeks, right. Or something like that, whatever Germany wants, or maybe the Czech Republic doesn't allow them to go from Germany into the Czech Republic. So then the team is stuck. Um, I don't know. It's a mess. I I feel it's, it's, there's no, Man, there's just yeah, I I know and and I agree with you too. It's like we got to get get AWAC done, so then WAC can come. You got to get teams, you know, these things yeah. kind of got it from an IAC standpoint. Kind of got to start picking up again. Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, it, it it sucks for the teams that aren't going to show up, but like you know, for the teams that can show up, it also sucks to to not hold it. So yeah, uh, I mean. Whatever. Have, uh, have you heard talking about this? Have has there been any more discussion, or do you know? I I actually have not heard. You know, the the worlds for advanced. The next one is supposed to be in the United States. Has mm-hmm. there been any more talk about that? Have you heard? Well, um, no. Um, I, I, I imagine it's because it's outside of Nevada. Um, I can't remember where. Like yeah, outside of Vegas. It's supposed, to be, in, it's supposed to be in Gene. Yeah, just Gene, south of yeah. just south of Las Vegas. South of Vegas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that to me, to, to my knowledge, that's still the plan. This is my fear is that if these, if a, I mean, if this gets postponed, who knows, because are mm-hmm. they, are they going to then hold it? Not next year, but the year after yeah. in the Czech Republic and then throw, are they, I don't know how they're going to do it. Cause like whack was totally shot. Right. Um, yeah, I don't know. But if, it's, if they're gonna if they're gonna postpone it, they have to make that decision pretty soon because people are gonna start tearing their airplanes apart and putting them on boxes and shipping them overseas pretty soon. And if, if yeah, yeah, are gonna they're gonna have a lot of really angry people if people spend the money and take their airplanes apart and send it over to Europe and then they say, "I'm oh, just kidding." <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, at least I think you know. Look at again. This kind of goes back tipping the cap to uh, the United States and and this kind of the state no pun intended of the United States of COVID and 
you know, over 50% of Americans are vaccinated, international travel's yeah. opening up, like all the markers yeah. are kind of there to like, yeah, we're, we're, I don't know that we'll step back. You know, I don't know yeah. that we're going to see insane outbreaks and, and shutdowns yeah. again. I, I, yeah, yeah. I hope yeah. we don't. Obviously, everybody hopes we don't. But, like, I don't think we're going to. And yeah. so in that regard, I'd say the ch- the planning and the chances of it going on are really good. Um, when Jeff and I were talking earlier in the year, we he had thought this was tumultuous at best for months and months and months. But like, probably the, almost the better part of a year. Mm-hmm. Like, not sure. Who knows? Who knows what's going to happen, right? Yeah. Um, and there's still a chance that this could get canceled. Yeah. I mean, th- this a team announcement only means that some of the team members have announced their intent to go. It doesn't mean at all that in two weeks. That they will. This is all yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah. Of course, of course. Right. Absolutely. But as I said, I mean, time's kind of running yeah. out, right? So. Yeah. yeah. That's going to be really exciting. I'm, I'm, I'm going to go uh, as, a, as a willful spectator to Gene for sure. Um, cause oh, that's yeah. going to be so exciting. Yeah. Um, I'm excited. I'm excited. Yeah. I bet you are. I, I mean, obviously you're training hard, getting ready. Um, trying the score, the scores <laughs> from Kalinga are, I mean, would you get an 80, you average 86%. Yeah. That's fucking insane. That's awesome. Yeah. I, uh, that's, I had, that's a good huge. Week- I had a good weekend. It, you know, it yeah. was, it was, it was just, you know, sometimes you, you, I mean, we all have good days. We all have bad days. And sometimes you land and you're just like, ah, oh, I don't know what my problem is. Nothing, just nothing clicks. And, and, uh, you know, and I, I definitely, I was on, so it was good. That's awesome. No, that's great. So that, are you, wh- what does that do for you now for the rest of the year? Are you going to stay in intermediate the rest of the year? Or are you going to move to advanced? Uh, I'm, I'm training, I'm, tra- I'm training to try to move to advanced. Um, you know, it's, it's a, it's a pretty big jump from intermediate to advanced, especially since they yeah. took, uh, they took snaps out, which everybody has an opinion on. I know, um, yeah. there, there are pros and cons to that. Um, what are your I thoughts think, on that? Um, you know, uh, it's, uh, I think ultimately in the end, uh, I think it was a good decision for the sport. Uh, and and here's my reasoning for that. Uh, you know, the decision was made um, because you know basically uh, intermediate was getting to a point where if you didn't have a monoplane or or well, I guess you could do it in a pit. So I, so I guess that's not fair. Um, you know, but not not everybody's a pits pilot. Um, yeah. Well, the think- trend is monoplane too. Like let's let's be. Perfectly yeah, exactly. honest with ourselves here, you know. There's no higher performance biplane than a pits, unless you get into something like a, I mean, you know, like a super stinker is is arguably more capable than an S two B and C. Sure, of course, but yeah, of course. you know, there's nothing that's there's no MX version of a biplane. You know, right. so but at the end that of the day, the at the end of the day, the MX is not made to be flying advanced. Right? <laughs> I mean, oh, absolutely. Uh, you don't need an MX to fly advanced, or sorry, mm-hmm. intermediate. I mean, I mean intermediate. Um, for sure, for I sure. Misspoke. But you know, I mean, the, if you look at the IC, it says it says it's base airplane for intermediate. You should be able to fly it in a Decathlon, and that's I mean, you yeah. can't. And so, and the thing is, is that I mean, the Decathlon's still a very accessible airplane. It's what a lot of people have, and that's what a lot of yeah. people can afford. And Absolutely. you know, you see, and and there was lots of people, or Great Lakes, and Great Lakes is also a perfect example, right? Um, you know, Howard Kirker was doing it, but I think Howard Kirker was 
changing his engine mounts every year is what I've been told from snapping it. And I'm sure uh, he, I'm, I bet he's doing more than that. And he's also, he also kills it. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. It's ridiculous. But like, yeah, that's a lot for that airplane. I, I, I would feel like, but you know, you've got these guys uh, or, or women. Um, when I say guys, by the way, I just mean everybody. I just call everybody. I say that to my girlfriends. Hey guys. Um, so you know, you've got these, these pilots with these airplanes who've been in sportsmen forever. Um, and they kind of get stuck there unless they either get a different airplane. Um, or, you know, the other option is you just don't fly the snap if there's a snap in something, but that also sucks. You know, it sucks to, to get an unknown and look at it and be like, well, I know I'm starting out with one hard zero Yeah, because I'm not going to do it. Um, and I understand that that's the pilot's choice, but you know, Nobody goes to a contest with the intent of knowing that they're probably going to start a flight with one hard zero. Sure. <laughs> right? It's not why we're doing this. That's so, not what you want. Exactly. So I think in the big picture, the grand grand scheme of things, um, I think it is good for the sport. And I know that there's a lot of people that think it's stupid and they disagree. Um, and that's okay. You know, um, and and uh, everybody has an opinion. You know, I've, people have said, yeah, but it, it makes the the jump to advance so much harder. It does, of course, it does. It makes it it does make it harder. But guess what? I don't need uh, contests to learn to do snaps. Right. And well, and I've, I've made this argument before, and and um, you can you can school me on on how off I am here. I feel like primary sportsmen and intermediate are recreational contest flying advanced and unlimited is professional contest flying i I feel personally this is just it's just observational personal i haven't competed in i haven't competed in anything so it's just me it's just me kind of looking at the sequences uh and and looking at the different um levels i I haven't flown an advanced sequence but you know flown intermediate sequences before and just looking at at kind of who who the demographic is for advanced and beyond is I would say that when I say professional, I don't mean they're, they're going to be going for the team only, or, um, they're going to do air shows, but you need an airplane that is highly capable and you need to be more dedicated than, than just a, a weekend warrior showing up and crushing unlimited is probably so rare to, to non-existent, right? Yeah. It's yeah. somebody that's extremely dedicated to what they're doing. It's a physical, um, physiological, mental, um, game and, and, yep. a, and a, and a and a not a full time job, but a dedication level at that point to where you just really don't need it at intermediate sportsman primary. In my yeah, opinion, I, th- I think that I think that's pretty fair, right? I mean, it's and it's I guess it's fair if you make that statement, assuming that you're showing up to try to win, right? I mean, right? If, yeah, of, co- of course. I mean, anybody could not. I shouldn't say anybody. That's not true. Um, somebody with enough experience and a high enough skill level could not practice very often and show up and fly uh advanced uh but if you've got other people there who as you said right are are much more committed to the 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 training and have more time invested you know they're probably not going to beat them i guess you could say that for all the categories but yeah the the lower categories tend to just be a bit more relaxed although somebody told me i can't remember it might have been jim burke who told me this you know which category has the most protests Ooh, the most protests. Yeah, like like. Yeah, I would. I'd, I'd pro- I kind of want to say sportsmen. Yeah, it's yeah. sportsmen. 
So, yeah. you know, I think it's so funny. I think sportsman is like the most cutthroat. It's, it's kind of interesting, right? Because there's no, there's no unknown. Um, yeah. And, 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 you know, I don't want to marginalize it because the people that flying the, from a lot of the people that are flying sportsmen, I mean, it's all hard. Even primary is hard. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I remember when I flew primary, I thought it was so hard. I didn't think that I would ever be able to do anything else. And, um, you know, whatever, whatever category you're in, it is hard for you. And it's, um, I actually think that some of the stuff is, is hard for some of the unlimited guys. I, I joke that, uh, for the unknowns, uh, you know, you can actually design an unknown sequence and submit it to the sequence committee. Yeah. That's how, that's how they come up with them. And I always say, I'm going to design an unlimited, uh, unknown and just put a plain loop in it with nothing on it. Like, just a plain <laughs> vanilla loop. I think like the unlimited guys, I think their heads would explode. They'd be like, Oh my God, what? <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to hell, assholes. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, no, I, 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 that's, that's, that's really funny about sportsmen having the most protests. It, it kind of doesn't surprise me. And also I think, you know, the bread and butter of, of the category, it's got to be sportsmen and intermediate. It has to be the bread and butter categories. Maybe it's yeah. not, um, but I would, no, I would think that is. And then there you would want it to be, you would want intermediate to be as accessible as possible for the most to, to the most people as possible exactly. and having an accessible airplane. Like I, I, I can understand that argument. Yeah. And you know, because, and the other thing is right. Even just the difference between sportsmen. I mean, obviously the, the having your own free um, helps with sportsmen, but you know, the unknown flight and intermediate is really what keeps it interesting. Right. So in the, in the long term, if we want people to stay in the sport um, and we don't want people to get, bored and just leave um i think the intermediate needs to be in my opinion accessible i'm not saying that we need to, to you know be dumbing down our, our our flights or our figures or anything but uh you know and the people the people that really want to be doing that are going to be doing it anyways and they're going to be training for advanced you know what so what so you know so i'm not yeah. flying i'm not flying snaps also by the way there's nothing that says if you really want to fly snaps uh an intermediate and you want to and you want judging and you want grading put them in your free put in the free yeah yeah you yeah, can. yeah you put anything yeah. you want in your free sure. i mean you could you could put negative you could put outside snaps in your free and intermediate if you wanted sure. there's nothing that says you can't do it um so anyways okay, well, and, my, you know, it's my speech I, <laughs> yeah no i get it and i also think like you know people that are like okay i i, I want i want my snaps looked at in intermediate i i understand that argument but at the same time in terms of an ability or safety standpoint, if, if that's the if that's the angle you're coming from, is like, well, I want to make sure I'm comfortable with them. Well, go get comfortable with them. Go get coached. Yeah. Go get coached and and yeah. do them a bunch. That you don't have to be. You know everything else in terms of flying a contest at that point. If you're going to advance, just add the snap in. Just go do yeah. snaps and then and then add it into your into your um, free. I don't know. Yeah, add it Put into it the free. free. And- I think literally the only, I mean, the only snaps that were even, I, I think, right. I might be speaking out of turn here, but I think the only snaps that were allowed on in, in intermediate anyways, was a snap on a horizontal line, uh, and, or a snap on a 45. So it's not Sounds even, you know, right. and that's it. And it was, I think it was either, I don't know. Was it even, avalanche even snap? Well, yeah. Avalanche is, avalanche is still allowed. So the avalanche yeah. is still allowed. Um, yeah. Cause there's an avalanche P loop. And, and there's no, no, half, no halves or three quarters, right? 
No, exactly. So it was a full snap on a horizontal or a full snap on a 45. So yeah. it's not like it's not like we're talking about a huge difference between the way it was and the way it is now. And then you go to advanced and there's a whole litany of snaps that are allowed yeah. in advanced, right? No negative snaps, but half snaps, one and a half snaps, three quarter snaps, uh, you know, snaps on vertical downs, horizontals, 45s, up and down. So, you know, it was it was a pretty significant difference before anyways. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let me, okay. So here's, here's a fun one. If, if I'm remembering correctly, so intermediate super decathlon is like what the sequence should be based on advances the pits, right? Uh, yes, I think so. Yeah. So let's talk about that pits and advanced. Okay. Yeah. Do you feel like that? So I guess without the snap, even with a snap, I mean, you can snap a super decathlon. Everybody knows the super decathlons hate snaps. It's, very widely known, yeah. but the, having in, having no actual snap and intermediate. Okay, I'd say that. Okay, you've matched a super decathlon's capabilities fairly well, and nobody's going to hurt their airplane. Fair enough. Advanced in a pits S two B. Do you feel like advanced now is too much for a pits S two B? Um, I don't know. I mean, plenty of people are plenty of people are doing it. Yeah. Um, you know that. I think where the pits is disadvantage, my opinion. Well, where the pits has a disadvantage in with that respective is its negative G limitation, right? Yeah. Because it's it's minus three, isn't it? Something like that. Yeah. Um, but I mean, you don't. I guess you don't always have to. Do you have to always be pushing that hard? I mean, I don't know what what would you push. I guess well. There's like pushes to hammers and push push half yeah. loops. You can you um, can do a three a negative three. Yeah. I mean, you'd have to have some energy to do it. I mean, you got to play around yeah, entry exactly. speed. You know, your I mean, gates my, have to change a little cart, bit. My Kartenstein uh, flies advanced in a pit. Mm-hmm. You know he yeah. he was there. He was there. He was at Kalinga this week. He flew in the pits. Um, I guess I'm just wondering, like, because like the super decathlon is approved for the snap, so by the yeah. book. You can snap but, it, but yeah. we all know what happens. Yeah. Um, and I'm, I'm just, I guess I'm, I wouldn't do it. <laughs> yeah, no, me neither. I never did. I honest, honest to goodness, it's one of those things where I net people were like, "You can snap it." I'm like, "I know," and I never did because um, we'd always see we'd always see the problems, you know, arise from uh, from super decathlons and centaurs that were snapped. And I guess I'm applying that same logic to advanced with the pits. It's like on paper it can do everything, but is it is it pushing? Is it is it unnecessarily hard on the airplane in which the category is intended to be built around? And yeah. I guess that's a subjective. That's a totally subjective argument because um, I think it does specifically say pits S two B is what it does. Yeah, so that wouldn't include an S one eleven B or you know or some beefed up S- Wolf S one that could do plus ten yeah. minus ten or you know. Skip Stewart's well, yeah, I mean, Mike, Mike, Mike's is an S1S. He flew, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's, you know, this is, this is the never, I mean, I think that this is a never ending debate, right? Uh, there's, there's, there's uh, two sides to the coin. And, and I, I think that people are pretty opinionated on where they stand for it. You know, some people yeah. argue, well, let's, you know, let's update the base aircraft list. Um you know, based off of what's available, that was based off of what was available 30 years ago. But, you know, on the other, on the other side of it, 
Um, you know, and this is, I do agree with this, not, not everybody can afford an extra or a, or a edge or an MX. And, you know, I really don't want to see this turn into, um, an elitist sport. I mean, it already costs so much damn money, even if you're just doing it in a decathlon, right. And you don't want to drive those people away. Um, or it it already so much is <laughs> yeah. Well, an elitist is like a relative term too. Like I, I already feel like it's super elitist, but then again, like aviation is elitist to an extent because it's so dude, expensive. Never, you've never even been to a contest. I know. Well, and I, just, <laughs> I can't afford it. I can't afford it. It's I okay. can't afford the gas. Okay. Oh my God. Whatever. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I can't afford the, the, the registration's just, it's too much. It's too much. If it was free, <laughs> Maybe I could make it. I could scrap together some fuel costs, some gas money, and, and fly out there. I don't know. Uh, if they were closer, if one was at such, Livermore. You're such a I drama have to, queen. You're such I a know. drama queen. I know. Ugh. I know. <laughs> no, um, but, but it, I guess, it, it, I mean, what's, what's it going to look like in 10 years from a competitive standpoint? You know, it's going to be all monoplanes. Monoplanes are just expensive. Carbon fiber monoplanes are going to be it. Yeah, you know well, that that if you want to do those things, that's the only way to do it. So yeah. it is, it is an interesting, um, it's a conundrum for sure. But you know, looking at Kalinga, Brago looked like a, a pretty decent turnout. I, there was a couple other, there was I think two other contests aside from Kalinga this past weekend um, around the country, and it looks yeah. like good turnouts. You know, um, what are your thoughts? I mean, you've you've been to enough contests and kind of seen the trends and and post COVID here. Are, I think people are really excited to be going out and doing contests and it looks like the participation is pretty good. Yeah, no, I agree. I think everybody's just super stoked and happy to be out of their house and doing something. Um, yeah. You know, and, and it's really interesting. You talk to people and there's kind of two camps over the last year. There's, there's people that because they couldn't do anything else, they just flew a lot. Um, and then there's other people that didn't fly at all last year. Yeah. Uh, which is interesting. Um, but uh you know, irrespective, I think that people are just are happy, happy to be out and happy to see each other. You know, it's a small community. We, for the most part, we all know each other. And, sure. uh, you know, if we don't know each other from previous contests, uh, you know, we're friends on Facebook or connected on Instagram or something. Um, and so, you know, you show up to a contest and you're like, oh, hey, you know, I'm this is my Instagram handle. This is who I am. People introduce themselves via Instagram handles now. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and um, yes, yeah, so I think that people are just like happy to see each other again and and um, kind of have the camaraderie and, and the sense of community. I think that uh, um, it's, no, it's good. It's really good. So it's it's encouraging. That's awesome. What's uh, when's the next contest? Is it uh, would that be Apple Valley? Uh, Apple Valley is combining theirs with Borrego this year. They're doing it together, so they're not hosting their own separate contest. Oh. Um, okay. So that'd be uh, Willie J. Fox then for um, California. I for California, the next yeah, the next contest, the next California contest is uh, they're actually moved it. They are going to do it in Redlands this year. Oh, cool! Yeah. And that's, I love Redland. That's a cool spot. I think spot. it's not until August, or no, okay. no, that's not true. That's not true. It's Labor Day weekend. It's Labor Day weekend. Um. So yeah. Okay. That's that's the next California contest. Um, nice. Are you uh, are you planning to do a go? If the weather, uh, I, to Redlands. Yeah. Yeah, probably, probably. 
um, the, I don't even know, like, I don't, my, I don't even know what I'm doing tomorrow yet, let alone in September, but yes, it's on my calendar. Um, Preach. <laughs> uh, exactly. Uh, in a couple of weeks, if the weather cooperates and, and it allows, I think I'm going to try to go to the contest in Nebraska. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Which would be fun. Where's that so, at, Lincoln? Uh, Seward or Seward. I don't, I think it's pretty oh, okay. much Seward. Yeah. So that'll be cool. Nice just, uh, exactly. I mean, not bad in the MX. It's just, uh, <laughs> yeah, I want to, I want to try to get to some other contests in some of the other regions this year and, and just, you know, see how other parts of the country do it. And, and, uh, you know, get some get some judging and some feedback from from some other judges and yeah. uh yeah that's smart that's awesome so yeah well if you don't plan. go we have to do something for international aerobatics day yeah i know yeah we got to talk about that if yeah if you're willing to help i would love I that cuz i i sent out you know i sent out an email uh, to the chapter a couple of weeks ago saying, Hey, I'm probably not going to be here, but I need some help. <laughs> I didn't get a lot yeah. of responses. So no, so even if be- we just get something, you know, in front of elevate in Livermore, yeah. you know, where people can get lunch and you know, there's some, I mean, I know a lot of chapters are organizing practice days. Um, if we can't even get anybody to respond to an email, organizing a practice day might be hard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, well, and but just to yeah. get together or something, you know, having, you know, people, a couple of people fly in or pulling some airplanes out and, just having some eye candy and talking aerobatics, that would be, you know. Yeah. No, I think it's a great idea. Yeah. I'm game. Uh, yeah. We'll talk yeah, off air and uh, we'll, 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 uh, we'll get, come up with something. I'm, yeah, I'm game. W- I'm game to help. I would, I would appreciate it. Yeah. So cool. Very cool. Well, sweet. Well, what's next? So, um, is Dave, so I don't want to, I don't want to put you out there too much, but no, what, what are Dave's aspirations? Um, beyond so what's th- going on right now is, is there any end goal you guys obviously have this airplane together you're you're training really hard he's must be training really hard um yeah. what are his what are what are dave's goals in the airplane um i think that dave is you know as long as we're going to go to nationals next year i think that dave will probably also try to try to make the team um, okay yeah, it's going to be really awkward if like dave makes the team and i don't i'm going to be like oh <laughs> it's gonna be a, that's gonna be a long flight home yeah i know right <laughs> i'll be like dave i got a rental car i'm gonna i'm gonna drive i'm gonna, drive. <laughs> no. I'm gonna head up to vegas and hop a southwest flight home i'll see you um so yeah i think that uh that that's what he's gonna do and you know beyond that he just i think he's just enjoying it and it's you know it's fun i think he's been doing this for so long and um I think that he was kind of getting, I don't know if I want to say burned out, but um, I think he's just getting tired and it was just kind of a grind for him. And, you know, we've talked about this before. He's honestly such a pillar um, in Northern California for aerobatics and, and uh, you know, and people lean on him a lot and and he's kind of the got the coaching guy up here. And yeah, um, he is. Yeah. You know, he's, he goes to these contests and he's just running around most of the time, you know, helping everybody else out with, with their airplanes, their sequences and safety piloting for other people. And, you know, even at Coalinga, he was a safety for two other pilots on top of flying himself. And, and, uh, and 
you know, I think that just like years and years and years of doing that. And I think he was just getting tired. And so it's been fun to see because I think that having this airplane and, you know, it's been a challenge for him as well. And I think it's sort of just, um, you know, reignited his passion for the sport and made him excited again. And, and so that's pretty cool. It's, um, it's, it's fun to see. So, you know, yeah. And and in a weird way, like he, this, this is going to sound super maybe pretentious and assholey, but he's (laughs) been doing this so long and is so good. He kind of owes it to everybody to like go for a team selection. You know, he's never been to nationals ever. That's crazy. He's been doing this sport for so long. He's never been to nationals. So that's crazy. Yeah. So he's he's really like, I mean, I guess there's probably a lot of not, he's not like, not saying he's like a ringer, but like, I bet there are probably several guys and, and women just like him that are like the, the regional, you know, pillar. Right. And yeah, Yeah, of course. um, And that's not to say that once he goes out into it, once he goes to nationals that anything other than him doing really well wouldn't happen. But like, it's just, it, it, what, what do you think has been the, the barrier for him going to a nationals? Well, I, th- I think it was a work for him, honestly. You know, he was yeah. uh, he was a VP of R&D at a, a medical device company, and he traveled all the time. He's gone all the time. And I honestly sure. think it was, it was a schedule. And I, I, I think I, you know, I've, I've, heard, I've heard him talk about that. I don't know if there were other factors. I honestly, that I don't know. But uh, yeah. Yeah. So no, that's fair. It's hard. It, I mean, you, you know how it is. It's hard to like travel, especially it's hard to fly for a job. And then go yeah. home and have three days and be like, I'm going to go fly for my not job now. And, and, but it's going to be hard. <laughs> yeah, you know, of course. And I mean, like a regional contest, you know, just like flying down to Borrego for three or four days is one thing. I mean, nationals is like, a, you know, that's like an eight or nine day long. Event. Exactly. Exactly. It's, it's, it's a thing. It's a significant thing. And if, yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah, it'll, it's, it's exciting. I'm, I'm excited. I obviously have not been to nationals yet either. So it should be good. So is the goal to be in advance by nationals for you? Um, we'll see. I, you know, I don't know. Everybody kind of keeps asking me that and just, uh, you know, I don't, I obviously am training and, and I want to start working towards moving up, but I also don't want to, uh, I don't also don't want to just move up and, and show up and just be like, awful and fly like 40 percent, and i'll just be sure. like sad <laughs> yeah 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 well and I, and I suppose the best answer is you'll you'll move when you and your coach and and everybody has the warm and fuzzies and and thinks it's time you exactly. know so whether that's you know yeah exactly and it's not like it's you know it's not it's not that i'm saying i'm not going to move up until you know i think i can win because that's it's not all about that i mean obviously winning is fun it's great but you know it's also uh I don't, it's, you know, it's two things. Number one, it's safety, right? I mean, yeah. um, doing a snap on a vertical down and coming out of it and being it, you know, by the time you draw your line, you're going 200 knots pointed straight at the ground. It's not like a, it's kind of a big deal. It's a huge deal. <laughs> oh, it's absolutely a huge deal. <laughs> so, um, especially when so you're yeah, pushing I, the hard, the, the hard deck, you know what I mean? You're, you're dropping the altitude, you're dropping the box. Exactly. For advanced. It's exactly. It's a, it's a big, yeah, no, I, I, so, I yeah. Yeah. So, so the number, like the number one thing is I'll move up when it's, when it's safe, I'll move up when, um, you know, when I, at least I feel like I can, I can fly the, the base figures, um, 
you know, to a certain level of proficiency. I mean, I, you know, I've, I've already been working on some of this stuff, but it's just gotta be, I just need a little more practice. I mean, I'm, I'm definitely getting there. Um, and, and, uh, you know, I'm practicing a lot and, and I, I have a pretty rigorous schedule coming up. So we'll see. I, I'm just trying not to, I don't want to like set a deadline for myself and then make a stupid decision. You know what I mean? Sure. Well, so. and it's one of those things, like I, I've always ha- been of that mindset. It's like, you know, obviously you want to set goals, but like, I like setting very general goals because then, you know, if you set, if you set these super regimented and rigid goals, like you really set yourself up for a lot of disappointment, you know, whereas like if you just set up this kind of like, oh, this end goal of like, I want to be this, or I want to, I mean, like having a deadline of like, Hey, I want to, I want to be going for the advanced team during team selections. Okay, great. But it's like, yeah, you're like, Oh, in three months I want to be in advance. I want to be doing nine contests by then. I want to do this and that. And it's like, Oh my God, it's too much. Yeah. It's, it's too rigid. And it's the same, it's the same as everything. I mean, I think that that's just a general thing uh, in flying, right? It's not any different than, you know, saying I'm going to, I'm going to fly, I'm making plans to go someplace this weekend and I'm leaving on Friday at 8 a.m. You know, and then you get to the airport and you're like, mm, uh, you know, the weather's really shitty and, you know, the winds over the Sierras are blowing 50 knots and I probably shouldn't go, but I said I'm going to go. Right. So I did the same exact thing. I just, uh, it's, it's really not any different. And yeah. Yeah. yeah that's yeah. fair. Yeah. So are you still flying the King Air? I am. I am so juggling King Air, King Air to MX2. Um, are you, um, what is your like kind of in between contest flying look like with the MX2? Like, are you, are you, are you getting out a couple times a week at least, or, or are you, do you take some breaks? What's kind of your? So um, I took today off. I'm actually still in my pajamas. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so it's a good I'm day so... for it. This is it's Monday. I know. I was so tired. I got home last night and I was so tired that it actually physically hurt, you know, it was like yeah. painful. <laughs> um, I, I believe it. And uh, yeah, so I'm taking today off and I'm going to, uh, tomorrow I'm going to go back out to the airport and we're going to just wash the airplane up. Um, and we just tucked it away last night when we got back and, and went home, but uh, wash the airplane. I think we're going to, pull the cowling off and just take a good look over everything on the inside and make sure that everything's in good condition and, and nothing needs attention. And then, uh, back at it on Wednesday. So back to the grind, back to the grind. Yeah. So, uh, I'll, I'll practice Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, for sure. We'll see what's going on on the weekend. And then, uh, yep. Uh, camp every day next week. So dang. <laughs> yeah. Grinding. Yeah. Yeah, I know. It's like a full-time job almost. It is a full-time job. <laughs> it's it an obsession. A, no, I'm just I'm just like obsessed. This is I'm, I'm a very goal-driven person and so I kind of have this goal in mind and it's like uh yeah. It's the carrot that I'm chasing, you know, and and I I get I kind of get this way about things. Like if I'm if I'm into something, I'm I'm totally into it. Yeah. Um I can I can And if, and if I'm not going to be totally that. into it, then I just like don't even bother. Yeah. No, I, I, I absolutely can understand that. No, and it yeah. shows. And, and that's the people that are, again, this is like kind of going back to that, that, you know, what I was saying with, at least again, j- this is just my perception of like how I, I perceive advanced and unlimited, you know, the people that are just like, eh, whatever they might do good at regional contest. They might be mid pack in their, at their regional contest, their local contest, but like, they're not, mm-hmm. they're not going for more than that. So they'll never yeah. be more than that, which is 
totally fine. But the people that are obsessed and regimented and train and have coaching and a plan and um, a focus will obviously go much farther. That's, that's, I mean, no brainer. Do you find, (laughs) yeah, no, I I, I love it. It's it's been super fun to watch your journey, obviously. um, And so many people love watching it um, because it's, it's, it's fun. This is, this is what you want to see. This is, this is passion and aerobatics and and awesomeness. Um, It's, it's the best. Um, Do you find, do you have trouble or do you, or is it a challenge to kind of switch hats and get coaching on advanced figures or even starting to put sequences together in advance and then having to fly intermediate? No, not really. Um, I mean, it's all building blocks, right? I mean, every, and, and of course that's the way all the categories are designed, right? It's all, it's all, it's just, it's the same. It's the same type of stuff. The only difference is right. The only difference is, is that like, sometimes I'll like pull to a hammerhead and I'll be like, you know, I'll be like, okay, what am I supposed to do after the kick? And then I'm like, oh, uh, just wait, <laughs> right? And, that, and that, <laughs> <laughs> I don't have to. I don't, there's no, there's no, uh, no rolls. There's no snap. Okay, all right, all right. Yeah, all right. I just like, ha- like, hang out for a second. Like, take a, take a breath. Look at my sequence card. <sighs> um, you know, and that's, that's a plain, it's a plain vanilla hammerhead. This is weird. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. And that, so, and that is really like. Remember when I said in the beginning of the podcast that I'm finally getting to the point where I'm, I'm, you know, getting comfortable and I don't feel like I'm behind the airplane all the time. And that's, that is like where I'm getting to the. I, it's the sign for me and I'm starting to sure. recognize it that, you know, that I'm getting to the point where I'm doing maneuvers and it, you know, it seemed like everything was just going so fast before and, and that I just couldn't keep up and like, <laughs> you know, and uh, you know, now I'm finally getting to the point where I pulled away hammerhead and obviously in intermediate, there's nothing on the upline. And then I'm just like, or I guess sometimes there's a quarter roll, but then you just yeah. like, I pull and I'm like, okay, cool. Cool. Yeah. And this thing, the uplines forever. So there's a lot of time to just like think about <laughs> sit and think, you know, th- yeah, sit and think and ponder the meaning of your life. What, um, what dressing do I want with my salad tonight? I did Thousand, <laughs> thousand Island last night. <laughs> oh, there comes the kid. <laughs> so, yeah, so that's the point where I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm getting more comfortable with this airplane. Yeah. Well, and I always equated it to, I, I don't know if I've said it on this podcast or not, but I always kind of made this analogy of like, Learning, um, learning something new in a new airplane is learning two things, yeah. which is so obvious to say, right? But I, I remember this, like, I remember I started my IFR training and I was maybe like 25 hours in flying the Piper Arrow and then that mm-hmm. airplane went away from the school. And so I had to go, I had to change to a, like, I don't know, 172 or something like that. Uh. And then I, I'm like having to relearn an airplane or maybe it was... Oh, maybe it was, I don't know. I'd, I'd flown the 172 a little bit. I hadn't had, didn't have a lot of time in the 172 when I was doing, uh, when I switched, uh, when doing my IFR, but like, it's like, you kind of got to get re reused to an airplane again. And, and the speeds are different and the setup's different and the feeling's different. The sound's different. And you're learning how to fly on instruments. Yeah. Um, it's like kind of, it, it kind of doubles up. Um, it doubles up the, the challenge, you know, whereas at least now you, you, you know, you know the airplane. You're not behind the airplane. You know how the airplane flies. You can fly it, you know, without thinking about it. Then you, yep. you have this kind of pure mindset of being able to focus on the maneuvers and focus on aerobatics, which that's I, I imagine you that's exactly what you have to have. 
Yeah, exactly. And you know, everybody, everybody that I talked to that's gone through this transition that has experienced this, pretty much everybody told me you'll need about a hundred hours before you're really, really comfortable. And, and, um, I'm not going to lie. It's not that I thought they were lying to me, but I, if I was like, God, a hundred hours, it seems like a lot of, I mean, in actual time, that's a lot of time. That's a, that's a ton of time. Yeah. (laughs) Um, but acro time, I feel like like acro time is a thing, kind of like dog years. Dog years is a thing. Acro time. Yeah. Um, but you know, I think it's I think it's pretty fair. I think it's pretty accurate, and um, I'm close to halfway there. I haven't added up my hours. I, I get maybe not just pure acro time, but you know, even when I'm trying to do no, just little, flying it. Exactly. Just flying it, just, just getting used to it, getting used to the, you know, the, the anomalies, the weird little noises that it makes. And, mm-hmm. and, um, you know, when I fly, even when I'm just going to take it across country, you know, I'll do things when I'm in the airplane. I'm not going to do acro if I have stuff in there, but you know, I, I practice, I'm like, I told you I'm obsessive, right? So, yeah. you know, even I'll, I'll take off. And, uh, when I make my, when I make my turns from, uh, from upwind to uh, to crosswind, right? I'm like I like turn super crest, but I try to like stop it, like like super wings level, super crest, and then I like you know go wings level, super crisp, and just dumb crap like that. And even though it's not no, acro, it's, it's just like getting a feel for the airplane and um, you know being able to control it and and yeah. So. Well, and you know there's there's an aerobatic feel to airplanes, right? Like you know we're uh, you know any aerobatic pilot is kind of envelope pushing, right? We fly these airplanes, not necessarily to a design limit like V&E, I mean, although, you know, at the, at the, you know, advanced and unlimited there, it's, it's creeping up. Right. But like, yeah. I, I just mean more like we're finding the, the edge of, of when the, the wing of the, of the load, the wing will take at a given airspeed or yep. what inputs are needed. So much of that is, is like an aerobatic centric thing, but yeah. just flying the airplane, how it lands, how it takes off, how it handles in crosswinds. How often does somebody that's just flying for 13 minutes and and doesn't ever take that airplane anywhere else actually get that repetitive experience? It's kind of like, you know, getting your private and like doing pattern work, right? It's yeah. like you go bang out 20 landings in this thing and you'll kind of understand how it flies. Yeah. Um, go fly go fly some hours just in the airplane, maneuvering the yeah. airplane, flying the airplane, feeling the airplane. And that that is so important. And absolutely yep. uh, puts drops in the bucket in in, in the experience column because, yeah, <laughs> somebody with an MX or something like a three thirty SC that that never goes anywhere in it, you're flying for twenty minutes at a time. That it's just the, to accumulate the experience of of you know that that hundred hours is most airplanes. I mean, it took me a hundred hours to to feel comfortable in the Airbus. It mm-hmm. Took me about eighty hours to not be terrified of the pits. Yeah, it took me. I think I had enough pits time by the time I flew the extra uh, to not be terrified. I was never terrified in the extra, but it took me 50 hours to be like, okay, I can fly this thing without thinking about it. You know, it it just takes time and there's no replace. And and these like little 15 minute here, 12 minute here, 20 minute there. It takes a long time to get that experience. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. And you know, it's so, it's also so fascinating to me how, um, just how differently everything handles. I mean, I'm not talking about, I'm not talking about like a roll rate. I mean, obviously, right. That's, that's a given duh. Um, but it's so interesting to me, even just how differently this thing spins. 
You know, I mean, because at the end of the day, you'd think like, okay, well, spin is a spin. It's an aerobatic plane. Should it spin that much differently than the laser? I wouldn't think so, but it's it's crazy. Um, and just, so, you know, learning those different? things. Um, man, you know, I don't know if it's like the, the way the CG is with me in this airplane, but I get, once I get through one rotation and a spin or, or man, maybe about three quarters, my, when my nose comes up about, yeah, halfway three quarters to the spin, I mean, it comes way up, way up in this airplane. I mean, like almost level to the horizon. Interesting. So it spins pretty flat just in, in general. Yeah. It's really strange. And, um, you know, it's not, I, I, at first I thought that maybe I was not, you know, doing the control inputs the right way and I didn't realize it. So I really started practicing and focusing on it and just doing it over and over and over again and trying everything. Like, what if I do this? You know, what if I, uh, give it more aileron or less aileron or move the elevator and it just, it just spins so weird and it. And the, and the way that it enters, I mean, I've, I like will purposely just let the nose fall. I've done it a couple of times. I'll let the nose fall like 10 degrees. I know it's in a stall, but when it comes over, like in an upright spin, um, actually like scared the crap out of me the first several times that I did it because it comes over to really, it drops that wing and that wing drops so hard. I thought I was going to go, I thought I was going to go inverted. Like the first five times I was like, Oh my God, you know, which is dumb. I mean, I know how to do an inverted spin, but it was not what I was expecting. And I was just like, sure. ah. <laughs> interesting. Uh, yeah. That's yeah. fascinating. Yeah. Cause I, you know, of all the things that extra does super, super gently, it's stall and spin. Like, I mean, uh, you know, the extra, it, you know, pales in comparison to an MX2 in terms of uh, the flight envelope, but like, you know, it's a, it, you can, you can really put the screws yeah. to an extra if you want to. And it, but it, it's stall and spin characteristics are so benign and predictable. It's almost oddly so, huh. um, which is really funny. Um, but it's, it's, it's yeah, it's kind of interesting to see these different, you know, the way yeah. these airplanes behave in, in, in different, <laughs> different aspects. Yeah, it's so interesting. I think your I think your winglets go with the airflow easier than than mine though. Is what I I could buy I mean, that. I, yeah. Yeah, I could buy so that. So I don't know if that I, I don't know. Anyways, and just interesting, very interesting. Do you fly the laser at all anymore, or are you just strictly MX? I haven't flown the laser since. I have not flown the laser since we got the MX, which is terrible. <laughs> well it's like it's like uh, i think i was telling you this uh when you, you started flying the pits and i was like you're never gonna want to go back to the super decathlon yeah you can't you yeah. can't touch a super d after a pits it just I feels know. funny I'll, although I'll, i fly the super d sometimes you know um i actually will practice rollers in the super d okay yeah, I, guess, I would suppose nothing's harder than a roller in the super d hard hard it is a lot of work and uh it's good practice and so i'll sometimes just go practice uh you know dave made me learn them in the super d and uh you know it's it's good and every once in a while i'll just roll the super you know just take it out and and slow roll it because it's a it's a reminder to to use the the basic skills that you learned sure yeah that's the fundamentals right there Exactly. Exactly. So yeah, man, I my super cub doesn't even get very much loving anymore. The only time I take it out, basically, it feels like is to haul radios and chairs over to Tracy to go practice. <laughs> it's the workhorse. I know. Probably, the hot rod gets all the love. 
my poor little airplane's probably like sitting in the hangar crying. Sad. <laughs> Take I me know. out more. <laughs> uh, so. Well, sweet. Well, yeah. we've done. What have we done here? A little about about an hour and a half. Um, yeah. We really appreciate you coming on. Uh, I say we, Jeff. You know, I, I told so when when I brought Jeff on to to co-host the podcast. One thing I was really clear about was that this podcast comes first, family comes second. I don't give a shit if your kid's crying. I don't care what's going on. You tell that kid to shut up and you keep on the podcast. And he didn't do it. So he didn't do it. Um, you're going to get ha- three quarters of his paycheck today. Uh, Sweet. For, for being the co-host, basically. Um, I appreciate it. No, of course, it. I'm just kidding. It. I know. Um, poor, poor Jeffy P's uh, kiddo. Um, yeah. I, I understand. I get. I, sometimes I'll record and I'll be in the garage and I'll have the garage door open for ventilation and then I'll hear a cry. My wife's always home when I record, but um, I'll, I'll hear a cry and I'm like, oh shit, is this going to be the one where they come in and like, hey, we got to go to the hospital? <laughs> you just yeah. Never know. yeah. She fell. She doesn't have any more teeth left. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, I'm waiting. Yeah. yeah. It would not shock me if that happened, but uh, yeah, I'm waiting for it. <laughs> Yeah, no well, this is awesome. I'm I'm excited you guys have me on again. Lots of firsts. I was the first female, the first second. I mean, I like being first, so this is this is great. Yeah, lots of firsts, right? We should make <laughs> we gotta first. make you a uh, a crown. You know, it says first uh, recurring guest on the show. You know. Yeah, you should. You should. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I have well, to make um, I have to make one more plug. I don't know if you knew this. Uh, Jeff is also Jeff is also running. So, um, I. I have uh, officially declared I'm running for the board for the IAC for a director yes. position. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I would I would appreciate your vote. All the people that are listening, I would appreciate your vote. It's uh, it's something I'm excited about. I'm um, obviously very passionate about the the sport and and want to see want to see things go well and and uh, you know make sure that we're we're creating excitement and enthusiasm and bringing new people into the sport and, and not just bringing new people into the sport, but also keeping people uh, around that have been in the sport for a long time. You know, there's a lot of, uh, a lot of knowledge that some of the older, you know, not older people, God, that sounds terrible. The people that have been around for a while have. And um, again, that's B R I T T. Exactly. For all you old people listening. All you old fogies out there. All, all you toothless assholes, stick around because yeah. we, we kind of like your knowledge. Exactly. We also we currently do not have uh, any representation from the Southwest on the board. So, um, really. So yeah, yeah. I mean, I think it would be, you know, obviously uh, the Southwest is is pretty huge, right? We're we're pretty active yeah. in the community. So uh, yeah, yeah. That's actually surprising. Yeah. So yep. gotta get that on the board. Yeah. Exactly. Gotta put somebody on the board there. Exactly. No pun intended. No <laughs> pun intended. Or maybe. No, or maybe. Pun? I don't know. Yeah. But yeah. yeah, no, that's that's great. Um, as if you weren't busy enough already, you have to add something else to your list. Yeah. Well, you know, I. You would uh, vacate, I guess. Uh, pre- you would vi- vacate Chapter Thirty Eight President to do it. Yeah, probably. Uh, you know, and there's a, a few other things that I'm I'm involved in at the moment, uh, volunteer stuff that if. You know, if I if I do take if I do get the board position, um, there's a few things I'll probably step back from, or at least reduce my involvement, so that so that I can give this uh, 
you know, the time and attention that, that it will deserve. So, but I'm waiting to see, you know, I'm waiting to see how it turns out. I don't want to, I don't want to tell other people to go pound sand and then find out I got two votes. Sure. Sure. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I know, I mean, so many people are running, it's going to be, you are running that, that, that man, hard choice, hard choices. Uh, there's so many great people running. Um, I think there's five positions open and there's seven people running. So, well, there's five positions open. I yeah. thought there were two. No. Okay. Well, there's five, right. there's five positions. There's seven people running. Um, so the two shitty people that don't get it, um, we're real sorry that you didn't get it. In yeah. Advance. So it's going to be me and Jeff. Yep. <laughs> that's a given. Exactly. Yeah. Well, that's great. Well, um, any, you, that you have fly cool shit as a platform anytime you want it or need it and or both um to come Thank back you. on and let us know um you know updates on on either either any kind of campaigning you're doing um come back on um you know when voting opens up so voting opens up when um i i think it's next is it next week. month i next no, week. i think it's next week it's open and then i i go i think they make the announcement at oshkosh i should i have to double check the that sounds date about right. that i yeah, I had it, but I don't I don't want to misspeak. But yeah, it's in a couple of weeks. I'll don't worry, I'll let you know. <laughs> yeah, and we can um we can plug, you know, just like you 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 shot me the text to plug Kalinga. Shoot me a text when when you know the when the, the link to vote opens up, we can we'll throw the link out there and, and we'll get the word out so everybody can, can vote. Oh, it's uh, June thirtieth. It's June thirtieth. I was thinking it was the fifteenth okay. for some reason, but it's the thirtieth. I well, you know why I'm excited about June fifteenth. That's why I had that date in my mind. <laughs> I think we're all excited about June fifteenth. We're super excited. I can't come fast enough. Yeah, that I had I had June fifteenth on the brain, but it's the thirtieth. Yeah. Every Californian super excited <sighs> for June fifteenth. Um, yeah, yeah, that's great. Um, well, sweet. You want to plug plug Instagram, Facebook, websites? Um, yeah, sure, sure. Do again, plug uh, in so everybody yeah. can check you out. Instagram is Brit Lincoln Aerobatics. It's uh. It's an open profile, uh, Britt Lincoln on Facebook. And um, I, I don't know if you saw that my, uh, some, some friends of mine made a website for me, which was so generous. Um, I didn't really yeah, know they were going to, yeah, I really didn't know they were going to do it. Yeah. BrittLincoln.com. And uh, man, I, I'm so grateful. So appreciative. It was, it was pretty awesome. I, I think I had tears in my eyes when, when I saw it, it was pretty cool. So it's way cool. That's way yeah. cool and, and yeah. way deserved. Yeah. Like this is, you know, um, this is what the IAC and aerobatic community wants to see. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's stuff like this. This is, this is good stuff. This is positivity, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. It's awesome. So, yeah. Well, sweet. Well, Miss Lincoln, right. well, we really so appreciate much. you coming on. Hey, I appreciate you guys. And uh, yeah, we'll be, we'll be in touch. Hope everything's okay with Jeff. Um, I did get a text. Or- um, he did say everything's all good and he's heading back home, which is great. So, um, oh, his daughter, uh, um, I think it was, I think it was his daughter that, um, bonked her head or something, but, uh, oh. I did tell him that he was canceled. So he knows, but he's got a long drive home. <laughs> he can think about it on yeah, his Jeffrey car P. ride home. It's officially canceled. Stew <laughs> <laughs> on that. Exactly. <laughs> all right, Britt. Well, right. um, keep me posted on, um, was it June 27th? If you feel like, or if you find out you're not going, uh, to Nebraska to compete, uh, we'll, yeah, the 26th, we'll 26, but yeah, 26, yeah, we'll, yeah, 26. 
but uh, either way, um, use me. Let, let me know like what we can come up with, and uh, ooh, uh, we'll ooh, have ba- something out here. Ooh, baby. Ooh, baby. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Use me and abuse me. <laughs> All, All right, right Brent, have a good one. Let's turn the recording off, okay? All right. <laughs> All right. Stop the recording. All we right. will go offline. <laughs> thanks, Mark. All right. Thanks, Brent. Bye. Thank you for listening to another episode of Fly Cool Shit. Be sure to check out our website at www.flycoolshit.com. Subscribe, rate, and review the show on iTunes and Spotify. Any questions, comments, or feedback, shoot us an email at flycoolshit at gmail.com. 